Hello everyone and welcome back to another episode of Ghost Spider Groupies, the podcast dedicated to Gwen Stacy of Earth 65, also known as Spider Gwen and Ghost Spider, where we review her comics, discuss news, and give our opinions about all things Gwen 65. I'm Abigail. And I'm Pax. Pax is my name now. Uh, I've using that. Uh, I am non-binary, uh, so I figured I should uh, change my name to reflect that, so yeah. I uh, figured, figured I should I should get that out of the way at the start. But yeah, Pax is my name now. Alrighty. Uh, so, we are getting into uh, our new section, uh, the Week Gwend update. Uh, that's a very excellent pun courtesy of uh, Abigail here. Uh, which uh, yep. Playing on Pax's love of puns. Of course, of course. Very much. It's very funny. I quite like it. The Week Gwend update. So we actually do have really big news. Well, I say really big news. Um, it's not uh, It's not a, a new Gwen comic as such, uh, but uh, for those who follow Marvel Comics at the moment, might be familiar with an artist uh, and writer now uh, by the name of Peach Momoko. And part of Peach's work has been doing something called uh, Demon Days, which is a quarterly five-issue series um, set in the sort of uh, what's been sort of labeled the Momoko verse, where there's different riffs uh, done in uh, done off Marvel characters, done in a manga style with uh, watercolors and sort of more sort of uh, folk tale type um, stylings to them. Uh, and, and we've had uh, two issues so far. It should be two issues when this comes out. Uh, so far, it's actually only just one. There's been an X Men one. Um, there's going to be the Mariko one, uh, which should drop the sort of uh, the week this episode drops um but the third one is going to be called cursed web and demon days cursed web number one will be covering a ghost spider version uh momoko character and that'll be very very cool uh i don't know if if this character will be called gwen uh so may not be a spider gwen as such but it's got the design spider it's got a little spider friend it looks very cool uh i love the design of i've even made it my twitter layout i I love it that much um but yeah i really look forward to that we'll be covering it on the podcast uh for sure and and if uh if that version of ghost spider uh continues to uh, play an important role i think i think perhaps we can consider uh using um the momoko verse yeah, we'll, we'll carry on covering the Momoko verse, maybe. But yeah, we'll see how that goes. But very excited about that. We're looking to cover it. Uh, if if uh, the version of Ghost Spider continues to play a prominent role in the series, we'll do that. That said, there's still no ongoing or mini-series announced for continuing uh, Gwen 65's story. Uh, so sadly. we'll see about that. Yeah, sadly, sadly. We, we hope so. Maybe we should do um, like a listener campaign like we should write an email to something at some point i don't know um but yeah definitely uh we're we're still still hoping for that i uh yeah we'll we'll see we'll see how things go we'll we're watching the september uh marvel comics solicits closely um but yeah that's that's our news what do you what do you think of uh have you read uh the peach momoko comics i haven't but now that ghost spider is gonna be involved with the story of demon days I probably might be thinking about picking up Demon Days X-Men and Demon Days Mariko this week. Yeah, for sure. Same here. I um, I ordered them from my comics retailer uh, w- once I realized that they were they were all going to be tying in together. So, Plus, uh, I love uh, Peach's yeah. uh, variant covers whenever she does them. For real. They're very, very nice. Uh, yeah, yeah. Very, very, very pleasant art style. It's, um, it's very nice. Very, very uh, unique. And also, like peach momoko variants are like 
insane. Like they go for so much, like really taken off in the past year or so, I think. I'd like to be able to commission her one day. Yeah, yeah, that would be that would be something, yeah. Um all right. So, uh we getting into uh today's comic? We Yeah. Yeah. All right. Good stuff. So Heroes Reborn Nightwing number one. So um, last week we did uh, Spider Women uh, with uh, the wonderful folks from the uh, To Know Her Is To Fear podcast, uh, where we covered uh, that big crossover and, and everything that was going on with Gwen's story. We will be continuing uh, the next stuff next week, but we're taking a break this week uh, while we look at uh, this particular tie-in issue to the big Marvel event going on right now. Um, so a little bit of background here, uh, right now, Heroes Reborn is taking place. It's, uh, the, the idea is Marvel gets to do pastiches, uh, or parodies. If, if you're feeling a little less, uh, charitable, um, of different DC characters, uh, such as, uh, Batman and Superman and the Avengers, uh, the, the current premise is the idea of a world without the Avengers in. Uh, and instead, there's the Squadron Supreme, who is sort of a, a DC uh, stand-in um, Justice League type team. Uh, and this includes a, a character called Nighthawk, who is their Batman pastiche. And attached to Nighthawk, they introduced in sort of a, a supporting, briefer role in other issues going on in the event, um, the character of Nightbird, who is Dr. Gwen Stacy, who is a sort of yeah, like I said, it's a Batgirl pastiche, right? Like, a, um, she doesn't have superpowers, um, but she does have lots of cool gadgets, grappling hook, etc. It does have a motorbike, um, which is very fun. Um, and, and she didn't die at the hands of the Green Goblin. Uh, she's not attached to Peter Parker in any way, which is uh, great for her. Um, her mother, Helen Stacy, played a much more active role in her childhood. And it's also, in fact, I, I don't know if this is true for all of the event, but for basically everything happening in this comic issue, it's all taking place in Washington, D.C. and not New York. Um, so that's, uh, yeah, that's something to bear in mind. Like, uh, uh, they, they change up, um, I guess, the, the location in the background. Like, I suppose there's less places to web swing. So it's just as well that Gwen has a, has a motorbike and not, web shooters but but yeah it's um yeah that's uh, did i did i cover it there did i did i cover all the bases yeah pretty much well with concerning gwen anyway yeah yeah so i i uh actually i why well, I, I don't think i elaborated on the um dr gwen Stacy. so i say dr gwen stacy she is a psychiatrist working at ravencroft asylum um which uh, which they lean into the sort of the arkham asylum vibes of in this comic book um but yeah so uh, she's a bit older than uh i think most previous gwens we've had as well as a result uh so yeah she's uh, that, that, that's her job in the day and then she is nightbird by night uh, so night gwen as a name is uh like 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 sort of for spider gwen i suppose is more of an editorial name and we yeah. also have to point out that this isn't Gwen's first appearance in the story. She previously did appear in uh, Heroes Reborn number five and in uh, Marvel Double Action. Was it? Is that the name of it? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, um, they're, they're actually listed um, at the back of the issue uh, is the sort of the timeline there. But yeah, uh, Heroes Reborn number five. Actually, somebody saw me on Twitter all their appearances. Uh, yeah, Heroes Reborn number five, Heroes Reborn American Knights number one, 
and Heroes Reborn uh, Marvel Double Action Number One. So actually, it's all the June issues for this event um, feature some appearance of Gwen, particularly that first one, from what I understand. Although it, it does appear to be more in a psychiatrist role, she doesn't get to suit up as much, from what I understand. No, she doesn't suit up at all. This is the only comic where she suits up. Oh right, I see. Okay, yeah. Well, this is this is this is what we're covering. I think uh, this has got all the the good stuff. Uh, it's not um, Gwen sixty five as such, uh, but it's it's a Gwen and it's a super powered Gwen, and it's about the closest thing we're going to get for new Ghost Spider content until September for a Marvel comic. So we we're, we're taking the time to cover it, and we're doing this because we wanted to. Right, right, right. Of course, yeah, we wanted to, and it's it's a good issue, and uh, yeah, yeah, and and the other thing uh, I think um, uh, that that sort of stands out from this is uh, Vita Al is writing it, and they also worked on uh, uh, on Ghost Spider Annual Number One, so they've already got a bit of uh, Gwen Stacy done under their belt, so that that sort of provides um, sort of I, I don't know, this is sort of almost feels like an extension of that in some way, I guess. Does that make sense? Yeah, and uh, Farid Karami is also on the art, which is like stunning. Yeah, it's good. It's good. So, uh, do we do we um do we want to get into it? Do we want to do the synopsis? Yep. Alrighty. Um, the issue opens in Washington D.C., and we watch as a monstrous figure stalks the brownstone houses of the American capital before murdering an unsuspecting resident. We jump forward to Ravencroft Asylum, where psychiatrist Dr. Gwen Stacy ponders her mother's motto of, it is the duty of the well to take care of the sick. As Gwen admits a restrained bullseye into the asylum and flashes back to her own mother working at the asylum, we get a young Gwen's perspective as Helen Stacy de-escalates and peacefully disarms a knife-wielding patient on the loose by appealing to their better nature. Another of Helen Stacy's mottos captions the panel, treat people as they want to be treated, not as how you want to be treated. Gwen finishes work earlier than usual, much to the surprise of her co-workers with whom Gwen has garnered a reputation as a night nurse for the long shifts that she works. While Dr. Gwen Stacy normally throws herself into her job, tonight she's getting tapas with DCPD detective Misty Knight. While the two enthuse over the food they're eating, Misty expresses frustration that Bullseye was arrested by Nighthawk and Nightbird instead of being able to book the villain in herself, referring to their actions as the capes meddling interference. Gwen counters that she is relieved that Misty is safe from Bullseye now, having not revealed her secret identity to her yet. They relate to each other's stressful jobs and how much they care for the people they serve, but Misty clarifies that her care doesn't apply for the capes, though, leaving Gwen conflicted over her dual identity. Their evening is cut short when Misty is called up to deal with an ongoing police emergency. News of yesterday's murder has broke. From her clock tower base, Gwen catches up on the situation using a police scanner and suits up as Nightbird to investigate. At the scene, she finds out that the victim was a friend and colleague of her late father, Nick Manolis, that he was killed by claw wounds and a call sign was left scratched into a window. Gwen tries to find suspects who would want to kill Nick, crime lords, villains, and dirty cops that crossed his path, but finds nothing. However, Gwen does find several victims that also had the same call sign noted at their crime scenes, as well as the same claw wounds. By analysing the hair found at similar crime scenes, Gwen comes to the conclusion that Miles Warren, the jackal, 
a predatory professor and murderous monster obsessed with Gwen back in college, must have returned. Gwen travels to CSU, the college where Jacqueline and Gwen worked and studied at respectively, left in ruins from their battle long ago. There the jackal lies in wait for Gwen. He explains that the lives he has taken were merely obstacles in the way of them together, as all in some way connected back to Gwen, with just Misty left to kill now before attacking Gwen. During the fight, Gwen notes that the jackal fights more intelligently now and so changes tactics. She shoots Jackal through the shoulder with her grappling gun and beats him down. Gwen unmasks the Jackal only to find that it is Flash Thompson. Flash reveals that he secretly pined for Gwen for years and blamed Miles Warren for sabotaging any attempt at romance. So Flash trained, hunted down, and killed the Jackal. He took his hide and claws, wearing it as a grotesque costume, and began killing the other victims, even working out Gwen's secret identity of Nightbird. Gwen plays it cool, though, and doesn't confirm Flash's assumption, instead knocking him out with a tranquilizer. The next morning, Gwen drops Flash off with evidence for the DCPD. Gwen later admits Flash into Ravencroft, who continues to insist that Gwen is Nightbird, only to be further called delusional. After her shift ends, Misty surprises Gwen with dessert, and they drive off into the sunset. Thank you, that's our issue. Yep, that is Heroes Reborn, Night Gwen number one. And uh, yeah, let's, uh, let's 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 get into it. Let's uh, let's talk. Um, so yeah, it is. I, I like the distinction here. It's Doctor Gwen Stacy, uh, and in the issue and the way that Vita Ayala talks about the character, this is a good clarifier because because obviously Heroes Reborn isn't another universe. It's like an alt version of Six One Six, like uh, Mephisto's it's a reality. Yeah, yeah. So it's it is like technically speaking, six one six. So, they, so do, as a clarifier, I think referring to this version of Gwen is Doctor Gwen Stacy works. Um, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, I love the um, I love the Oracle Watchtower that she's got going on. I thought that was uh, that was really neat. That looks. I say Oracle Watchtower. It's just like um, so. So Barbara Gordon in uh, in in the Batman comics uh, when. She she's she she lives in a clock tower. I say lives, but operates out of like like all her. She has a very similar looking base, right? Yeah, I guess we could say that. Like if she's if she lives in the, no, if she operates in the clock tower all the time, then could we say that she practically lives there? Yeah, I I I think yeah. She 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 must. I mean, um, I'm I'm looking at it now. Let's have a look. Uh, bring up that page. Comicsology loads. Yeah, it looks like there's living space in there, like like a sofa and and chairs and coffee table. So presumably, uh, there there is this this yeah, it it is her home as well, which is which is very nifty. I think it's a very cool aesthetic. But yeah, it's very much a direct callback to, um, Batgirl's base of operations and Oracle's base of operations in the DC comics. Um, and uh, yeah, it's very it's very uh, cool looking. Like so, obviously there's um. Like the the living space, but I like the detail where uh, she's also got like, like the police scanner and the microscope and the files. Like she's got like an investigative bit. She's got some kind of it is where it looks like like, like machinery. Like uh, is, is is it like construction mechs or something? Uh, I'm just uh, looking it up right now. It it, lo- it almost looks like it's building her motorbike. If that makes sense. Oh, building her motorbike. 
Yeah, in the background. It's like uh, like homo like you can see there's the bike, but it's not fully constructed, and these robot arms of sort of looming over it a little bit with uh with the wheel in hand. Oh yeah, I see that. Similar to how um uh, Tony uh, works with his Iron Man armor in his workshop. Yeah, it looks a bit like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Even like yellow robot arms that yeah. sort of probably like either building her bike or just doing repairs to her bike. But can we talk about the bike too? Like the how bike's is she? Very like, cool. Yeah, like she rides a freaking motorcycle, unlike all the other Gwens. Yes. Yeah, hundred percent. It's it's very cool. I love that. There's a good action shot um, where um, with uh, with the jackal and Nighthawk, but like Gwen's there and she's like in the air with her bike, like she's riding it into battle, and it looks very cool. I think that's that's a really really fun shot. That hundred um, percent. I lo I love all of the motorcycle, 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 motorbike panels uh and, and the way like uh karami just sort of makes the cape splay out like that that looks so good so and good the, with the hair yeah i'd like to say that even though we did mention that uh, gwen is supposed to be a batgirl pastiche the motorbike kind of also relates me more to batwoman because she rides a motorbike too oh yeah i forgot about that yeah that's true yeah it's um yeah, there's, there's a, I guess there's a few, I, I, I guess because there, there obviously is not like a set rule book this book too with it, so they can sort of play around, I think, with a few different bits from here and there, I, I guess. That really works. Uh, I liked, um, I, I like Gwen's philosophy because obviously I think like uh, a lot of back characters, they can be very, um, I guess like it's kind of vindictive, uh, maybe a little bit. I, I don't, want, I don't want to make broad sweeping changes. Obviously, there's lots of kind back characters and members of the Bat family and Batman comics and such. Um, but I, I really liked how Gwen's approach here is very, it's, it's you know, even though she does shoot people with grappling hooks and occasion. Yeah, like, what's up with that? Like, instead of bullets, the Bat family doesn't really do bullets unless if you're Jason Todd. But, yeah. but shooting people with grappling hooks, though, yeah, like, that's got to be painful. Yeah, there's there's a moment like in the middle of that fight where like the whole sort of dynamic changes because I like I think uh, Flash Jackal, Flash Jackal, Jackal Two, um, he sort of has a um, sort of uh, he sort of catches her off guard a bit and she goes, "All right, I've got to change tactics," and so just shoots him in the shoulder with a grappling hook, and I'm like, "Okay, well that's one way of going about it," um, and yeah, and then fully sort of uh, kicks Jackal in the face um, using the force pulling him forward with the with the hook it, it's a very cool panel i love it like yeah. the the sort of the motion of it um but yeah 100 percent. that's i mean yeah it was uh i mean as i say aside from the fighting tactics because the moment that he's sort of uh beaten yeah she's she's sort of trying to she, she's apologetic almost i guess like and and in all of her uh interactions with um like villains she's she's very I don't know, very, um, she, she almost seems like she feels bad. Like she's, she's a very yeah. sincere approach, I guess. Yeah, it's because uh, the minute she found out it's Flash, you know, uh, this just became personal for her because, uh, yeah. Even more so, I guess. And and I, I think like the, the tranquilizer was an interesting touch. Like that does seem like a like a psychiatrist move somehow, I guess. But yeah, uh, the, the that, that whole approach, and it sort of, it mirrors a little bit, I guess, the sort of, 
the sort of the more karma ending to that fight, the um, the incident with uh, Helen Stacy at the beginning, that flashback, uh, which is very cool. Because um, cause even though there's, you know, obviously, a, a, as is the case with a lot of Cape comics, uh, there's this emphasis on like beating up the bad guy and arresting them. Uh, this comic is very, I guess, preoccupied with what happens to them after they're arrested and how are they treated. And, and they use uh, the, um, the, the sort of the whole psychiatrist paradigm to explore that a bit. Like this opens with Gwen talking with, um, with, a, with Bullseye and, um, you know, admitting him into the hospital and it, it, it closes out uh, with, well, I say closes out, like one of the last pages is, um, is Gwen then admitting um, Jacqueline to the asylum. And, and it's very conscious of the fact that um, at the same time as, as taking down these villains, they have to be rehabilitated. Um, and I, I think it's got a very uh, sincere approach to that. I like the, um, I like the little dynamic that, that Misty and, and Gwen both share that goal in common when they talk. Yeah, except for the fact that Misty doesn't like approve of vigilantes. Yeah, yeah, and uh, yeah, like I think I think she almost feels a bit um, upstaged by by them because obviously, like she she clearly had some kind of like personal beef with Bullseye. Like he was specifically going after her before the Capes took him down. So perhaps it's a bit of a sore spot that um, she she is sort of. This just sort of repeatedly happens to her, um, uh, and at the same time, it is you know like you know going outside the law and all that. You know, generally, uh, I can't imagine cops would be would be too pleased about vigilantes. Yeah, and uh, should we have to uh, bring up the fact? Did you, Pax? Did you get girlfriend vibes from uh, Misty and Gwen based on their interactions? Yes. No. A hundred percent. Yeah. No. No. It's 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 almost strange they don't uh they don't actually have any explicit moment where they acknowledge it but like the yeah but like, like it, look at the evidence like uh, you can see that well in my head they are in a relationship yeah i think the 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 way uh the story frames them it, it it's in in a romantic sense with the cuz cuz the tapas evening seems like a date the driving off into the sunset seems like uh, you know, getting the girl at the end of any uh, superhero action story, um, and and even like the body language they use with each other, like there's that there's, one. They're part. holding hands. They're feeding each other. Right, and and particularly the one which stood out to me was the one where where Gwen's like she's sort of deep in thought, where she's like, I wish I didn't have to keep secrets from Misty, and at the same time, Misty's like like reaching out with her hand to sort of like try and sort of get through to her and stuff and and it's uh like like touching her chin and stuff and and I'm, I'm reading this and i'm like it's it's almost strange that they they don't they don't confirm anything there um it, it does it does feel like they because obviously this is the only appearance uh that these characters are probably gonna get um for a very very long time at least um and yeah, no, it, it's. I, I think. It, I think it's a shame they didn't take the opportunity to to confirm that for them at least. Um, it, yeah, but for the amount of time that Misty has in uh, this issue, she's still a pretty cool. Like she still has her bionic arm. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. She's. 
yeah, the the robot arm is there. They don't uh, they don't go into any detail on it, but yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, they've they've kept that sort of aspect of her um, standard design. Um, yeah, I think she's she does uh, feel uh, fairly uh, fleshed out. I would say as as a character in this, um, you know, she does have her own um, sort of like motivations and and fears and and sort of beliefs, like you say with the with the capes. Um, there's this is uh, obviously that shared belief in rehabilitation with Gwen. And, you know, she's like Gwen also like sleeps, she's sleeping at work. She's shown to be sleep. Yeah. Is that right? Yeah. She's shown to be even like sleeping at work. So she, she's a very, uh, very much a workaholic like Gwen. And I think like the way they sort of, I guess, relate at that level and that they have the very, very similar ethics in their approaches is, um, is very, very interesting. And I think it's a fun dynamic in that sense, even though they are, they're on very different sides of uh the criminal justice process if that makes sense yeah yeah because you know uh police and history with uh, police and vigilantes is that you know um even though they are on the same side you know they have a different process of uh, how they want to apprehend uh super villains yeah 100 percent, 100 percent yeah, no, I, I will. I will say the way they do present police in in comic books, it would it would be, you know, they. I think they do let them off light, you know, um, all things considered. Um, but yeah, yeah, I thought I thought that was a very interesting dynamic, and in it uses their respective jobs uh, in a very uh, interesting way. Because um, because the the way they can be like, you know, they, they'll be at Tapas one second, and then the next, they're they're both sort of you know uh you know gwen is out um either admitting the person that like misty's arresting or out as nightbird at the same crime scene as misty i think is very interesting like they're both you know like you say they're both actively doing the same job in some cases um but just on very very different sides of it um which is yeah which is fun i love i love that's good it's a good little uh um tension i think that the narrative sets up for them yeah uh, who who else did we get? Uh, Helen Stacy. Um, so we touched a bit on that, but yeah, at the start, that whole scene where she talks um, a person wielding a knife down is really nice. That's a really good scene. I, I really um, I really thought that was um, I, I thought it was a very uh, genuine, sincere sort of uh, moment, really. Um, and and I love the little mottos that are in the captions, um, like uh. It is the duty of the world to take care of the sick and treat people as they want to be treated, not as you want to be treated. Uh, um, no. Do you think this is just like with, um, like a Peter's uh, with great power comes great responsibility, or Kamala's uh, good isn't what you are; it's good is what you do. Yeah, like I think it's definitely it's it's from from that same sort of vein of of life quotes, I guess, if that makes sense. But yeah, I think. Yeah, and 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 yeah, like sort of that peaceful de-escalation. Like there is no, uh, there is no violence in, in in that whole scene between Helen Stacy and that patient, which I think we we don't see that a lot. Like in in comic books, when they present uh, like unwell people, they, they, there's usually violence involved. And I think I think by having it sort of, it's presented usually it like the that. Uh, shoot first, ask questions later. Right, and and then you think about like the real world implications of that and such. Um, but but yeah, by having this and like sort of putting forward um a, a different alternative, I think is really 
maybe it it doesn't quite stick to that same messaging throughout with what they do with flash but um yeah 100 percent. i think it's a very it's a very nice it's a very genuine moment yeah i enjoyed that part yeah and the way they sort of they, they throughout the comic they muse on this sort of theme of how how should these people be hurt and even like when gwen finds that her friend nick has been killed um like the thing that she commits to doing is um there's a there's a there's a there's a, yeah, there's a whole montage where she tries to find out who wants nick manolis dead like she yes. goes to hammerhead she goes to a black mariah mr negative even a corrupt cop yes and i think that's uh yeah i love that i love that page the double page spreads really fun like they put lots of action in there like because obviously we're not going to get a lot of um uh nightbird by having like a double page spread of just her fighting in different poses against different villains is i think uh helps make up for that a little bit but yeah you know i i um the the bit i liked that sort of fit in with the sort of the themes they were going after was where once gwen realizes that it's nick her friend who's died um the uh, like her internal process isn't to like swear vengeance or whatever it's i'll find whoever did this and i'll make sure that they get the help they need so this doesn't happen again and and i thought like like it's carrying that theme of um trying to actually rehabilitate these people who do this um and i thought that was um that was quite nice but should we mention that the dog was killed too alongside nick oh my days i've just seen that oh that's awful like oh. even like even luke cage says like they got the dog too you're right yeah like how how many comics are we reading where they're killing off dogs because if we're if we're not including comics if you wanted to include wandavision with sparky because the yeah, only one that's they, true. the only comic dog that they killed was bandito mm. okay so it was bandito and nick manolis's dog that's not, not a good time to be a dog in in the comic books we're reading i guess um yeah, that's rough. That's rough. Yeah. Yeah, if you that's choose rough. to kill the dog, then oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> if you, yeah, if you kill the dog, everyone's gonna be targeting you. Right, for sure. Yeah, it was it was a low blow. Like who's the dog gonna tell? Like um, and I thought Sparky was brutal because everyone was making jokes about uh, Agatha killing Sparky makes Thanos look like a saint. Yeah, I think I think pet violence it has a different energy to it. Like you know, I can excuse murder, but I draw the line at killing dogs. Sort of energy from from a lot of fan reactions to these sorts of things. But yeah, uh, it's yeah no it, yeah. Uh, so so yeah, let's talk about um the jackal then. So we've got two jackals in this story because we got the original Miles Warren jackal. Who let's face it, no matter in what reality, Warren's always going to be a creep. Oh yeah, yeah, he's the worst. And I thought what was quite interesting was how uh Vita sort of sort of stuck very close to how Sean and Maguire uh wrote the Jekyll and the Ghost Spider comics, like in in the sense that he's not necessarily um uh just a dude wearing a rubber mask and rubber outfit. He is actually a, a mutated um like he's he's done that to himself, like he's 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 made himself into a monster. Um and that's like uh that sort of carries that sort of uh, theme and design. And, and even like his, his kill count is quite high as is uh, Maguire's Jackal as well. Like they're, they're both quite simple thirsty characters. Cause yeah, they did write Jackal to be, um, you know, psychotic and you know, yeah. he committed arson. 
Yeah, and like I mean, there's that really like quite shocking panel um, of of him sort of stood over um, a dead was it a dead cop? I don't know. Um, in the in the remains of the CSU, and and it's like yeah, he he rampaged like he he did a lot of damage before he went down, and uh, yeah, uh, maybe 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 yeah. So yeah, he's a bad bad dude like he and and he only appears in flashbacks and he has a high kill count already um but yeah he he obviously he gets killed off quite early on um not necessarily known to us as the audience but it becomes evident that uh because they sort of show it like it was kind of hard to work this into the synopsis without it sounding really obvious but in a lot of the artwork um and and sort of more subtly in some of the captions it is shown that like flash thompson is present at a lot of these sort of jackal related flashback stuff and as it turns out he's he's got a lot of unrequited love for for gwen and uh he sort of he, he goes after the jackal i don't know as some kind of because would you say that jackal 2's personality is a dialed down version of warren's or would you say it's on par I think it's, I, I don't know, It's it, he has the same motivation, um, I think. Because they're both obsessed with Gwen. Yeah, yeah, and, and I think, and the, the thing is, like, Miles Warren, he had, you know, obviously he was a bad person, but he wasn't a murderer until he took that serum and he transformed himself. Whereas uh, Flash never did that. Like, he commits all of these murders without, like, this sort of, um, external factor um and yeah like i think in that sense he was off the bat a lot more deadly um and and you sort of see how at, once he kills miles warren he just starts seeing everybody that gwen gwen interacts with is uh like like old all you know like elderly people on the street uh, uh baristas in uh tight t-shirts and such like you just you seen it you've seen everybody as a potential obstacle to uh to to him getting through to gwen and so hence this sort of body count getting racked up without gwen even realizing that they're connected to her um but yeah it's yeah he's he flashed he's a bit of a character assassination from compared to compared to his uh 616 counterpart yeah because i feel like um agent anti-venom would not like jackal to no, no, and not even like Flash Thompson back when he was written as a bully, and such. Like he, he never, he was never at this level. He was never um, something that's almost uh, I guess like almost incel behavior where he he becomes a sort of violent actor, uh, because he can't get the girl he wants, and and you know that's uh, yeah, that's a very sort of dark um place to put that character in, uh, for sure. Um, he's a uh, he gets a bit of a raw deal at the end because obviously like Gwen has to say he's delusional has to has to say he's delusional in order to make it so that you know like um people don't actually think that she's nightbird but like that means that he's he's being treated for a delusion that he doesn't have because he is correct in this assumption um but she's trying thought... to maintain her identity True, yeah, and yeah, that's that um there's that last panel where they interact and Gwen's whole face is just like obscured and it does feel very like I, I, I get that she does she does come from a more sincere place and she does, you know, 
um, you know, she takes him down, all things considered, at the end there with tranquilizer as opposed to like punching him out, whatever. Um, but it still feels like a very dark ending for her to put him in. Um, yeah. But uh, can I just go off on a short tangent and say how far a version of Jackal went uh, to go get Gwen? Yeah. If you've read uh, Spider-Man Life Story number two, have you read that, Pax? Uh, I actually have it. I, I've yet to read it, but I do have it. I bought it the other day. Um, but go, but, but sure, go for it, go for it. Uh, because, um, okay, so in that book by the uh, 70s, if I remember correctly, yeah, late 70s, Gwen and Peter uh, got married, but Gwen is actually uh, working as a Warren's assistant. I see. And uh, yeah, there's this whole big fight between Harry, who's known as the Black Goblin, uh, thinking that uh, why am I not worthy to be Norman's heir and stuff. I see. So he attacks Peter and Gwen at Warren's laboratory, uh, where they discover three clones of Peter, who is eventually known as Ben Riley, a Norman right. clone, and allegedly a Gwen clone. And he blows all of them up, except for Ben, who survives because of his spider powers. Oh. And uh, Warren eventually reveals that the uh, Gwen that Harry accidentally blew up was uh, the real Gwen Stacy. What? Yeah, and the the and the Gwen that uh, Peter has been married to for all these years was her clone Helen. Oh, that's crazy! Oh, that's that's wild. Because at some point, like Warren must have uh, switched out Gwen with Helen without either of their knowledge, probably even before they got married, because it was all some part of perverse plan for the real Gwen to fall in love with him and run away together. Yeah, that's uh, that's crazy. Yeah, I think I think like consistently, like he is written that way. I I don't think there's been. I mean, I mean, except for maybe the uh, cartoon they're doing at the moment. There's ever really been a Miles Warren who? It's not even Miles. It's his brother Raymond. Oh, it's Raymond, of course. Right, right. Um, but how they made Gwen's maternal uncle, like, yeah, that's kind of a bit freaky, deaky. But... Yeah, I mean, he was always not great, but yeah, I think like his goal always does come down to this sort of very strange obsession with Gwen, and um, yeah, that does remain consistent across the multiverse. But yeah, he's uh, yeah, he's killed off quite early on here, and he sort of passes that down to 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 Flash, um, and and like like that whole like like I have to wonder like is it does it come off the the jackal suit? It comes off, right? Like, it must do. Like, yeah, because it's just a costume that Flash put on with, just like with OG Warren's uh, initial Jackal costume. Yeah, yeah. The way it's sort of sewed on, though, it looks... Yeah. Because that... I think, like, after he skinned Warren, like, he just yeah. sewed the costume and put it on. Right. Yeah, it's it's grim. Yeah, it's grim. Um, and... That's some real Professor Pig shit, if uh, if that's appropriate. Yeah, yeah, no, I think that's a sort of similar vibe. I think I think the way they present is is like a like a like a predatory, uh, like a predator, like a hunter, like because uh, and they 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 juxtapose it with them. Um, when Flash is in his training montage, he's got a couple of panels of his of him training. Uh, he is uh, hunting and skinning deer, uh, so the implication is that he's essentially practiced on those 
prior to capturing and killing Jackal. And 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 presumably he views his his victims in the same way. It's all part of like this sort of hunting process, uh, you know, as as a, as a sort of. But yeah, it's it's creepy. Like the Jackal is always just the, like even even when they don't try and write him as creepy, he's still creepy. But like especially here, um, the Jack Jackal is a particularly creepy uh, character um for sure i think that's just his legacy jackal's always going to be seen as a creep it doesn't even matter uh, who's taking on the identity of jackal yeah 100 percent um yeah he really became what he hated there for sure yeah anyway there was um there's a lot of night nurse references in this right yeah gwen's uh co-workers they're all in the main continuity um, all of these four nurses, Linda Carter, Christine Palmer, Claire Temple, and Georgia Jenkins, they were collectively known as the night nurses because it's literally what you would expect. They're nurses who work the night shift. I see, yeah. And uh. everyone would know who... I would say that the two most prominent night nurses everyone would remember are Christine Palmer and Claire Temple, mostly because of the MCU. Claire Temple with being in the mcu netflix shows and right. christine palmer is in the doctor strange movies yeah um yeah and there's um there's even that moment between um between claire and gwen where i think claire propositions gwen if i'm right there's, there's a moment there um, uh i'm just uh flipping through these uh pages uh, right after gwen finished fast enough yeah. Ah, right, right, right. Yeah, right after Gwen finishes work. Um, yeah, Claire says that she's free Thursday. Yeah, there's a lot, a lot, a lot, of, a lot of subtext. There's a lot, a lot of subtext in this comic book. Um, yeah, I, Shane, there's not more follow through on, on some of it, I think. But yeah, I like the Night Nurse references. That's really fun. Um, love it when, when those uh, show up. I don't think they get a lot of use in the. Is it Spider Woman? comics at the moment night nurse has shown up a few times i can't remember all oh, right okay fair dues fair dues because um, there's four of them so it's kind of right yeah of course who else do we get in this we also got a few panels with commissioner cage yeah when so, he's first investigating nick manolis's death yeah um and and so the idea being on in the heroes reborn reality uh luke cage becomes the police commissioner for the uh washington dc police department and i think the is it american knights one shot handles most of that is that right yeah yeah so um so yeah he's 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 cool but he doesn't i mean he gets a couple of lines but it's nothing beyond just sort of uh i think exposition for misty's sake uh, really um yeah, that's a fun design. I love the trench coat, but they still they still gave him a yellow yellow shirt to wear. Yeah, but uh, did, does any of the issues that he's been in mention his powers that he's still bulletproof? You know, I've been I've been wondering that. Um, certainly would be handy for his job. But yeah, I I I'm not sure actually. I think I'm just gonna look up his um, bio and see if his history is similar to his six one six counterpart. Yeah, I, th I think it might. Maybe I want to say yes. Oh, it says here that he never gained his powers. Oh, poor guy. Yeah. Yeah, he um, grew up most of his uh, childhood at church. 
I see. Because okay. remember, his like his daddy used to be a preacher. Oh right, okay. But he called it more of a cult, and then he became an atheist after leaving. Oh no! Oh okay. Oh, this is this is all in his bio for the Heroes Reborn one. Yeah, but the one thing that does remain the same was that he was sent to prison for a crime he didn't commit. Wow, and he came back from that and became okay. All right. Yeah, and became police commissioner. Good for him, I guess. Um, yeah, all right. Is there, is there any sort of more sort of thoughts uh, you had on Mr. Abigail? I'm still saying that Misty and Gwen are in a relationship. Yeah, I'm with you on that one. I'm with you on that one. Um, like, should we put up a poll after this, asking people about their opinions on Misty and Gwen? I feel like uh, maybe we should, we should, uh, yeah, maybe we, should, we should do something. Yeah, I think that's a good idea. All righty. So uh, we had a few comments from folks about this issue uh, who kindly replied to our Twitter, Twitter tweets, our tweets or our Reddit threads. Okay. So the first comment that we got from user Muldoon323 from Reddit it says, that was really good. It felt like they did a what if with Gwen Stacy as Barbara Gordon. They even had the clock tower in yellow boots. As a fan of both comics, I really enjoyed it. Hi, yeah. Uh, thanks for the comment there. I, uh, I think the yellow boots, uh, yeah, they could be a reference to, um, is it the Burnside Batgirl? Um, I think like Rebirth era. Because um... Batgirl's got so many costumes going on right now, it's hard to keep track. Yeah, like there was that initial one when they brought Barbara Gordon back as Batgirl, which I think is more well known. But after that, she like switched to a, like a purple outfit and she had like these very high like yellow boots um, that tied up um, for sort of a new era with a new writer and creative team. I, maybe, maybe a reference to that. Yeah, because right now I'm only picturing Batgirl from Batman the Animated Series. I can't remember if she did have yellow boots. I'm oh, pretty maybe. sure she did. Yeah, actually, that's a good point. Maybe she had them. Maybe she, maybe she's just always had them. What am I saying? Um, yeah, um, yeah. Uh, definitely, yellow is one of her accent colors for sure. Um, definitely. Yeah, it um, makes like all of the darkness pop. Yeah, yeah. Um, although they do they do appear to be moving back towards uh, Barbara Gordon being um, Oracle at the moment. I think. Um, but, but yeah, like when she's Batgirl yellow boots cool they're cool um yeah uh yeah she does have yellow boots sometimes nice nice that's cool good spot there good spot user muldoon323 our next comment comes from twitter at queen colleen so great wish there was more yeah um 100 um so yeah uh the the there are other yeah like there's those tie-ins from Heroes Reborn number five and Heroes Reborn American Knights and Heroes Reborn Marvel Double Action number one. But um, outside of like the supporting appearances in those, there is no um, there is no further appearances from what I understand of this character. As cool as that would be, like the the sort of the setup here and I think the sort of uh, the motivations of the character and the supporting cast and definitely that dynamic with Misty Knight is all very compelling and I think if if they did want to you know do more with this character um, there's certainly VTL has left them more than enough foundation to do that with um, it's very very solid I think in that regard 
Uh, yeah, sure. I feel like Vita's got a real voice for Night Gwen. Definitely, definitely. I, I agree. Even in the interview they did with Newsarama, they were open to doing more Night Gwen. Or like Gwen in general, I guess. Yeah, it's... Um, I, I think that definitely, like, uh, I, I, I would love to see more of AR's writing on on Gwen Stacy uh, or Dr. Gwen Stacy. Like, um, I, I, th- I think we'll do an episode for the Ghost Spider annual that they wrote. That would be really cool. And and yeah, um, definitely solid stuff here as well. Definitely uh, Dr. Gwen Stacy, we've got her at the top of sort of um, uh, things we're looking uh, looking for more of maybe. But uh, yeah, it would be a, be a shame if, um, if they sort of just left uh, Misty and Gwen there at least. I'd love to see a bit more of a confirmation of that. That would be um, that would be nice. And our last comment was actually a quote tweet from a good friend of Pax and the show at Savara Comics. Yes, yeah, Savara. I have to admit that I, I really didn't expect anything from it, mainly because Heroes Reborn doesn't really interest me. And then uh, she left a uh, a sweat drop emoji. <laughs> But in the end, it was a great surprise, and that's really great. I invite everyone to read it if y'all haven't already. Yes. Yeah. Thanks, Savara. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you, Savara. Um, For sure. Yeah. It's um, it definitely. I think this one snuck past a lot of people. Like they 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 had a lot of free reign with this issue, particularly. Um, So yeah, it's. It's uh, yeah no I'm I'm glad to see people surprised and sort of uh, pleasantly surprised that is by the comic because um here, here's reborn I think a lot of people were kind of um, apathetic going into it maybe because it's uh, it's grown out of um, the current Avengers run that Jason Aaron is writing and that hasn't uh, the the reception to that's been kind of mixed I'd say um, and and so people weren't expecting a, a huge amount from Heroes Reborn perhaps as they were for something like King in Black um, but I think a lot of people have been uh, enjoying the tie-in issues that different writers have been doing the, the different ways they've played around with the DC pastiches and 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 the sort of riffs on um, the Marvel characters that, that we already know and love is uh, yeah it's it's been it's been good um, and, and I'm, I'm glad to see people enjoying it I'm glad to see Safari enjoying it as well um, uh glad glad to sort of change some minds in that regard for sure yeah especially since uh pax your uh twitter name includes read night gwen yeah yeah no i've i'm 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 relieved that after like a good two months of hyping up this comic that it came out and it was good like if it had come out and i and, and it had been bad and i and i had to sort of sit here and say uh yeah so uh, i was wrong everybody uh i'm sorry for getting uh, for, for saying to pre-order this comic for the past Cause, month because even the, the weeks before leading up to that you said like pre-order night one or else yeah yeah no 100 percent. i like, or else what uh that's an excellent question um, um yeah um i think um i i want to yeah, I I, 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 the way I see it is, is like I said, like this is the closest we're getting to like Ghost Spider content at the moment, Night Gwen, um, and and by sort of showing up to support this comic, we sort of, um, I guess, I guess we show uh, that that you know we would support a Ghost Spider comic uh, or a Gwen comic, just the general Gwen brand, I suppose. Uh, it, it sort of it ties back to to, to Spider Gwen and Ghost Spider, such uh, 
that way. Uh, and also supporting Vitae Arla as a writer because their work's really good. Uh, but yeah, it's, um, yeah. Um, Can we also talk about the art a little bit? Yeah, Farad Karami and... Um, Eric Arseniega on colors. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I like I like the lines. I thought they were. This is um, it's 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 solid. I like the the way that uh, Karami plays around with the the hair and the sort of the cape uh, physics sort of together. I thought that just always looks very satisfying on the page. Just whenever Gwen is in motion, uh, the the cape and her hair are also doing their own thing, um, and it gives uh, it gives all of the action a sort of. I guess more of um, it gives it more velocity, I suppose, um, in a way which you don't always get from from some 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 fight scenes. But yeah, I love the love the um, the the way that the Karami plays with uh, sort of the, the motion of of the different fights and, and moves and stuff that they pull. Um, it's it's very very cool. And uh, I also yeah. love his facial expressions, like the way he draws some people in certain situations. Yeah. There's a lot of um, yeah. It's definitely the subtler stuff, especially when Gwen is like actively trying to not react to things, but at the same time, like she's like it's still an emotional moment. So there's a there's a kind of a, there's a subtlety um, that's got to be brought to the to the to the sort of facial expression there, which I think I think Farad Karami does quite well, for sure. Uh, it's um, I think the color palette uh, that that. Uh, say Arseniega, is that right? Yeah. Uh, that Arseniega was was left with um, is 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 a hard one, I think, to make work because that's yellow and red and blue, and that's got to be on every panel that Nightbird is on, and I think that does mean that it's it's uh, it's sometimes harder to get the the colors to sort of I guess mesh and coordinate, but. Um, yeah, uh, I love I love the uh, the way the lighting is done in the in the scene with uh, Jackal. Hundred percent. I love I love the sort of the gloomy atmosphere. To sort of the sort of all that's fun, um, but I think it, I think it was hard to sort of go ambitious with it. I suppose with the, with the color palette they were they were left with perhaps if that makes sense. Because yeah, you know you don't with colors. You know the rule is don't choose colors that are too distracting. Yeah, yeah, you're right, and um, yeah, I think I think the more, especially very different colors that you have going on directly next to each other, the more that's it, that you, the more distracting combinations of colors that you end up with. Um, I suppose, um, yeah, I think my favorite panel uh, from the from the two artists here uh, throughout the issue was um, where Gwen arrives at the uh, old CSU library and Jackal is just perched above her. And it's, yeah, it's very, I love that. And the, and the, the thrack. Oh, I like that panel too. Yeah. It looks good. It looks good. And yeah, yeah. I really, really thought that was fun. And um, yeah, cause I, especially if, uh, cause I was, uh, I read this digitally and so I was doing it panel by panel and I went from that panel the, the, the one prior, which is not particularly um, frightening, straight to that one, and it sort of jumped me a little bit. But yeah, it's uh, it's um it's a, it's a good it's good it's a good looking book. Um, I, I I can't fault it particularly. It's it's uh, it's solid line work, solid colors. It's um yeah they 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 follow through. I think with that sort of um, 
very DC Batgirl sort of inspired look for everything uh, throughout the sort of universe here. Yeah, because like once again, Batgirl pastiche. <laughs> yes, of course, of course. Yeah, um, I, I, I think have I have I wrapped up my comments about this issue? Have I? done that are we, are we doing that now yeah i pretty much have nothing left to say like i really love this issue yeah yeah same i really enjoyed this um yeah it was a good I'm, I'm really glad that they they put this out and yeah uh it, it's it's a really it's a it's a solid character and i love the sort of different approaches it's sort of trying to play around with in terms of you know how would um you know criminal rehabilitation look in a sort of sort of gothic vigilante-esque uh dc looking uh universe and i, I like that aspect to it um a lot it, it's it's good it's good it's uh it's a really it's a really solid comic and yeah no i'm i'm uh, i'm gonna have to go back and read all those other night gwen appearances once they're on marvel unlimited now um yeah. just to contextualize this i think um I, I, it'll be i think that would be good It'd be a nice to surprise to see if Night Gwen did pop up in the upcoming Heroes Reborn, like or even in the main title. I don't read the main, yeah. but it'd yes. be nice to hear from her. Yeah, yeah, cause she she's definitely in Heroes Reborn number five, but um, maybe as Nightbird, we'll get to see her in because there's still I think eight to come out. Um, so maybe maybe we'll see a bit more of of her in in that. Um, but we'll see. We'll see. Um, yeah, it's um, it's a very cool character. I'm glad they got to do it. So yeah, uh, should should I should I wrap up? Get into what's happening next week? Yeah, yeah. So uh, next week we return to scheduled uh, programming for a while, probably actually. Uh, we're doing uh, Weapon of Choice, uh, the the arc called Weapon of Choice, uh, which is issues number nine to twelve of the Spider Gwen ongoing. Uh, we're going to see. Uh, Earth 65's version of the Craven. Uh, we're going to see a lot more of the Punisher of Earth 65. We're going to see more of the fallout from Spider Women, uh, with Gwen using her power ups uh, as well, uh, and uh, you know how all that sort of new uh, paradigm works. Um, I say we're doing um, Weapon of Choice, um, uh, but issue number 13, which is also collected under that arc, sort of fits better with the arc after that so we're just going to leave that one out we're just going to do those um those three issues there nine to twelve um uh, to say three four issues four, even yeah. yeah it's a very very good arc i'm looking forward to getting into it um and yeah so if, if you give that a read we uh include uh links on how and where to read uh a link to the comiXology page if you want to know what it looks like um and yeah it's uh yeah i'm looking forward to it it's going to be good same here yeah. All right. So, uh, everybody, uh, if you want to follow us on Twitter, we are at GS Groupies. You can send us your thoughts on there. You can also email us at ghostspidergroupies at gmail.com. Uh, if you'd like to send us your thoughts um, about long distance, uh, long distance, weapon of choice, sorry, um, and those issues, do it on there um, or on the Reddit thread that I'll probably put up in the next couple of days. And we'll be able to discuss what you think, uh, like we did uh, for Savara and Queen Colleen and Muldoon um, on today's uh, episode. And we'll be able to sort of sort of collate our thoughts and have a, a really good discussion. But yeah, um, thanks, everybody. I've been Pax. And I've been Abigail. Bye. Bye. <laughs>